0: Wicking Vicar is known for making high-quality, comfortable clerical shirts that make great gifts for pastors. But did you know Wicking Vicar also has great gifts for your little Lutherans? Just in time for Advent, you can get a wooden Advent wreath playset to help kids learn about Christ's incarnation. You can also pick up a wooden baptismal candle playset to celebrate your kid's baptismal birthday and teach them to sing, God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. Visit wickingvicar.com to see these gifts. That's W-I-C-K-I-N-G-V-I-C-A-R dot com. listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Brie.
1: And I'm Rachel.
0: It's Thanksgiving time and we have a hymn sing with Sarah today. It's been a while,
2: I feel like. I don't remember what the last one was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving hymns, which is kind of funny. Thanksgiving hymns have never really been like my favorite section of the hymnal, which sounds kind of bad. Like, oh, I don't like giving we thanks. We finally
1: found it. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's <was> about time. Finally <laughs> found.
1: I'm not thankful for any of <laughs> right? Like that Sarah oh, doesn't love hate, all of I them. I hate being thankful. <laughs> which, and I'm just going to put it not, out there, Sarah. You and I are going to have to agree to disagree on this because I love me some Thanksgiving hymns. So I'm so glad that you're tackling this topic in <laughs> spite of your own self. <laughs> Well, I think part of it, part of it is just that I don't love a lot
0: of the tunes. And so I'm just kind of like, I don't get excited about singing them. The texts are great. Mm. <laughs> just like, they're kind of apathetic about the tunes. But now that I've studied them, I do feel somewhat mostly differently about most of them. So, so. you can
1: respect so. them even if you don't love them. Well, I suppose that's a start.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Mostly>. <laughs> You're willing to treat them with dignity, yeah. but not respect. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have a much greater respect for them and
0: I understand why people love them so much. Let's put it Baby that Baby steps, we'll take it. And there True. are some very interesting stories too. Mm-hmm. I think. Anyway, I'm going to get into the weeds. So these obviously are a lot about thanking God for our first article gifts. A lot of these, I, so okay, back up a little bit. I had a conversation with Philip Magnus because he is our cantor. And I know from a previous conversation with him that Thanksgiving hymns are also like some of his favorites too. Mm. So I asked him, I was like, "What? It, which ones do you like? And what are your opinions about it? And he had this like super long email to me, which was awesome. I knew he would <laughs> like be all over this. And one thing he did point out and that then maybe... One reason why sometimes I'm like, mm, I don't know if I love these. Some of them, maybe not specifically the four that we have in our hymnal. Some of them are just very generally theistic. Like there's not a whole lot of Jesus in a lot of them just because mm. of how they were written. So there's there's some of that too. The ones we have in our hymnal now are theologically very sound, which is why they're in our hymnal. So that's that's just a little bit. If you look at Thanksgiving hymns and other hymnals as well, there's there can be just kind of this generic theology but we have really good ones and a lot of so there's been a lot of crossover in hymnals between LSB, TLH, the Lutheran hymnal and Lutheran worship, the thanksgiving section and the praise and adoration section of the hymnals. A lot of these hymns have kind of morphed in and out of both of those sections over the years so there's a lot of crossover depending on like if you're specifically talking about harvest hymns in the thanksgiving section versus general praise and adoration hymns, which Mm. are technically due to two different sections. But we sing a lot of those praise and adoration hymns on Thanksgiving. Mm. And some of the ones that we currently have in our Thanksgiving section used to be in praise and adoration. So at some point, I don't want to talk about a lot of the praise and adoration section Mm. hymns today because there's a lot of them. And I want to save that for another podcast because there's some really, really good ones. So today is going to be specifically just about the four Thanksgiving hymns that we have in our hymnal So these Thanksgiving hymns are more geared toward thankful harvest and harvest time coming from the harvest festival kind of theme that Rachel talked about a lot in our trivia episode. It all kind of stems from that. And we know that Thanksgiving itself has some interesting cultural and theological roots specifically in America stemming from the Puritan tradition and and now it's a national holiday that may or may not even have to do anything with God, depending on who you're talking to. There's just a lot, a lot of stuff surrounding it. And I was going to put a lot of like trivia history in this episode, but when I was researching it, I realized that Rachel was doing
1: her trivia episode. So if you <laughs> haven't listened to this, <laughs> I stole all the good trivia. I'm sorry. <laughs> rather Thunder than me stolen
0: rather than like rehashing everything we just talked about in her episode go listen to her episode for the background on on all things thanksgiving and then come back and listen to this one or just whatever after you're done with this listen to hers too because this all kind of goes hand in hand there is one thing that i wanted to mention that i don't think we i don't think we got to specifically in the trivia episode that harvest festivals hundreds of years ago, it used to be celebrated on August 1st with farmers making these loaves of bread based on the new crop of wheat and then giving them to their local church where they were used for communion during the special Mass of Thanksgiving. Hmm. And that actually ended when Henry VIII broke from the Catholic Church. And then it moved to the end of the harvest season when it was celebrated with this big harvest supper meal on Michaelmas, where they would eat a stuffed goose and vegetables. And the whole reason I even started researching this was because I found this quote from Benjamin Kology in his commentary on Lutheran Service Book 892 in the Lutheran Service Book Hymnal Companion. And he says, harvest festivals viewed skeptically because of their dual Roman Catholic and latent pagan tendencies suffered a decline after the English Reformation, only to be revived in the 1840s when Robert Hawker, vicar of Morwenstow in Cornwall, instituted a harvest home, quote unquote, festival. In which the parishioners decorated the church and altar with first fruits of their harvest, employers thanked their workers and all who depended on the land for their living things were able to offer things to God. So that's actually what sent me down this whole rabbit hole now, of like Of course. Recently. A lot of that
1: history is specific to England. But yes. if you're if you're looking at at people observing these harvest festivals in, in Germany or Italy or wherever, you're gonna have different dates and traditions there too. Yeah, yep. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff yeah. surrounding harvest. And I'm glad you mentioned Michaelmas. Please, let's do an episode on Michaelmas at some point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, we should. That's a great idea. It's like the the fourth bookend of the church year that we never talk about. Yeah. We'll have to put that on the calendar for next year. Maybe around Michaelmas. Yeah.
0: Michaelmas episode. So I think the reason one of the reasons that Ben Cology specifically focuses on England is just the fact that a lot of our Thanksgiving hymns just come from the Anglican tradition. So a lot of them are, are based in Anglican English hymnity. So okay. that's that connection. So in our Lutheran service book, we only have four harvest and Thanksgiving hymns, and I might throw in a couple of praise and adoration hymns by popular demand. But the four hymns we have in LSB are, 892, Come Ye Thankful People Come, very popular one, 893, Sing to the Lord of Harvest, 894, For the Fruits of His Creation, and of course, 895, Now Thank We All Our God. Yes. Boom. <laughs> so Lutheran worship also has four, but they're not the same four. They have Sing to the Lord of Harvest, We Praise You, O God, Our I Redeemer Creator, that one. which is, that is in the Praise and Adoration I section know. now. Come, you thankful people, come and Lord to you, immortal praise, which I didn't look where that is now, if we still have it. Now, thank we all our God was in the praise and adoration section in LW, now is in Harvest and Thanksgiving. So they just kind of all share. TLH. Has nine Thanksgiving hymns. I know I haven't sung several of them. It always amazes me when I go back to TLH and I think I used to sing a whole bunch of that hymns when I was a kid. And I really probably only sang wow. a very small portion of that hymnal growing up.
3: Journey <laughs> of self-discovery. I know,
0: right? Uh now Thank We All Are God is also in the worship and praise section in that hymnal as well. So it seems that it's newly in LSB. Maybe just because out of tradition, we all just <laughs> sing it on Thanksgiving anyway. There are lots of other hymns that would work for Thanksgiving, and I'm sure all of you ladies listening have your own separate lists of hymns that your churches do. I think every church has their own tradition of what hymns they sing for Thanksgiving. Practically the entire praise and adoration section would work if you wanted to make them work. Some of the more popular ones, How Can I Thank You, Lord, Evening and Morning, Gracious God, You Send Great Blessings. I know that's a popular one. We praise you, O God, our Redeemer Creator. We just mentioned that one. Praise and thanksgiving, which I will come back to. Praise my soul, the King of Heaven. Voices raised to you we offer. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Mm. Christ has made the sure foundation. So those would also work well. Those came up Can in the Can I pool. add one
1: more? Um, and- I love Absolutely. Thanksgiving. I love "Great is Thy Faithfulness. And it explicitly oh, mentions summer on. and winter and springtime and harvest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that one's a yeah. really great one to sing on Thanksgiving. That
0: is a good one. I like. That. I love that word. Yes. So as usual, I did do a poll in the ladies lounge and I strongly encouraged everyone to add their own since we do only have four specifically in our hymnal. I was curious what other hymns people really loved doing. And, There was a a long list of other ones and some stories about why people chose them. So that that was fun. If you haven't voted in that poll, it's still there. We can try to link that in the show notes if you feel like going and voting or just reading about them. So in first place, absolutely not surprised at all. Now thank we all our God, Lutheran Service Book 895 with like 40% of the vote, obviously popular. Second place, come ye thankful people, come. Lutheran Service Book 892. In a very, very distant third place, sing to the Lord of Harvest which had like, okay, I wrote these notes several days ago, but at that point it had 73 votes and first place had 345. So <laughs> those top two are definitely the the most popular. Mm. And then in fourth place from TLH, so the poll entry is from TLH 568, We Praise the O oh God, a Redeemer Creator, which also shows up in LSB as We Praise You, O oh God, Our Redeemer Creator. So the rest of the votes went to some interesting ones. 8.26, Hark the Voice of Jesus Crying. It was listed from All God's People Sing, but it is in LSB, Praise and Thanksgiving. Some extra votes for Come you Thankful People, Come. We praise you, O God, for the fruits of his creation. All praise to thee, my God, this night, which was one I hadn't thought of, but I like that one. We plow the fields and scatter, which I don't believe is an actual hymn. Is that the one from Godspell? I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people, I've never heard of it. So one. Lord to you, immortal praise, Forgive us, Lord, for shallow thankfulness, which is an interesting Hmm. choice for Thanksgiving. Let all things now living. Gracious God, you send great blessings. And then, of course, shout out to Emmy Wook, who added a poll option to choose all of them because she doesn't (laughs) ever choose any. So (laughs) thank you, Emmy. For today's purposes, since there's only four of these in LSB, I'm going to run you through all four of them, especially since they're all, except for one of them, Anglican. So there's not a ton of like crazy history. There are some interesting stories though. And as a bonus, there are a couple others tacked on at the end. And if you listen to Rachel's trivia, one of them does come directly out of there, but that's coming a little,
1: a little later. Just to, just to uh, give a little correction so we don't get an um actually in the comments. We Plow the Fields <laughs> and Scatter is a German Lutheran hymn by Matthias Claudius oh. from 1782. Oh. Thank you for fact-checking me. And it's me. a beautiful text. I love where you it was a godsend. You're all. going...
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful text. You should look it up. Okay. And very harvesty. I will do that one. Ooh. Okay. I just wanted to say, if you stick around till the end, you might hear a Brian Gerzowski OG Thanksgiving <gasps> hymn.
1: Yes! That's worth staying for gonna I was going to leave, but
3: now I don't you think, think
1: I will. Ranked, <laughs> you, I cannot leave. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs>
0: So my usual commercial for the Lutheran service book hymnal companion, most of my research does come from that book and Christmas is coming. So if you don't have one yet, make sure that's on your list. Maybe someone will buy it for you or buy it for your church. So your church can have a copy and then everyone can look at the hymn of the day. Great idea. Let's start with Lutheran service book, 892, Come Ye Thankful People, Come, which is also in TLH and LW. This hymn was written by Henry Alford and first appeared in his Psalms and Hymns hymnal in 1844. And that was a hymnal that was meant to have hymns for every Sunday of the church year and also other lesser festivals, such as After Harvest, which is where this hymn is located. And he modeled the hymnal after John Kebley's the Christian Year, which was published in 1827, but he wanted stronger doctrine in his hymnal than John Kebley, so he Good wrote, for the, him. He, he wrote his-, <laughs> his hymnal. Henry Alfred's hymnal is very Anglican with a quiet confidence and a very straightforward poetry about major doctrines of the church. And he was, he was a fairly nor- normal Anglican priest, like run-of-the-mill, but he was a hymnologist and a prolific writer. His poetry isn't really super well-known, though. This hymn was included in hymns ancient and modern, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Everything. It connects. all connects in the original 1861 edition, but the editors heavily edited it and he was not happy about that. So he made his own changes, and he published it again in his poetical works, published in eighteen Taylor's version, <laughs> and Year of Praise in eighteen sixty seven. And the text that we have in our Lutheran service book is from his hymnal Year of Praise that was published mm. in eighteen sixty seven. So that we don't actually, we don't have his original text; we have one of his edited versions. And the text we have in this hymn is a very rural imagery of farming and harvest. And he attaches all of that to theological meanings. So the first two stanzas connect to the harvest, to our God who it always provides for us. And the second two stanzas are eschatological, talking about the end times and preparing for Jesus to come again. So he compares this fleeting joy of harvest to the eternal joys of eternal life in Christ. And very reasonably, the tune for this is called St. George's Windsor because the composer George Elvey was organist and choir master at St. George's Chapel Windsor from 1835 to 1882. So this is a very straightforward Anglican Mm -hmm. harvest
2: hymn. Mm
0: -hmm. Good, solid choice.
1: I like it. It is. And you know me, anything that has to do with gardening or harvesting, I'm like bring it oh, let's do it oh this makes yep. total sense now i get it oh why i like the harvest hymns <laughs> yeah 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 it does
0: yes. <laughs> very own brand <laughs> <laughs> now lutheran service book 893 sing to the lord of harvest so this hymn was written by john monsell and first appeared in his hymns of love and praise for the church year published in 1866 Monsell was an Irish Anglican with a very strong Wesleyan flair, and he was interested in informality and emotionalism in hymnody and worship. It's a very interesting flair. His preface to his hymnal, Parish Musings, published in 1855, says, quote, these hymns are practical, not theoretical, not the cold musings of the head of one at ease, but the warm gushings of the heart.
3: (laughs) I'm,
1: I'm surprised, surprised mean, that it's actually yeah. in a Lutheran hymnal since it was
3: written to be a warm gushing of the heart. Because <laughs> Our hearts don't gush, dude. We're Lutheran. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> he wanted divine worship to be more joyful and fervent. And Anglican worship at this time was probably not like what we would think of as fervent. And it sounds like the complete opposite of our American Puritan beginnings. So I I find that little tidbit very amusing. He even includes a versification of song of songs in hymns of love and praise set as a dialogue between Christ and, quote, his spouse Mm. that shows the emotionalism of the book. So.
2: I bet his heart was really gushing in that one. I bet
0: his heart was very,
2: very gushing in that one. Warmly gushing.
0: (laughs) Warmly Mm. gushing. (laughs) Please. So Manziel was actually one of the most prolific Anglican hymn writers of the 19th century. I've never heard of him, so this is interesting. He wrote 11 volumes of poetry, plus more than 300 hymns published in several hymnals. So he's all over the place. But we we have this hymn from him. The text of this hymn is indeed a joyful song of praise to God for his provisions in harvest time, specifically things farmers need for their crops to grow. And his third stanza is especially Christological and talks about the souls that Christ died to save. And the whole hymn references 1 Timothy 4, verses 4 through 5, "'For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer.'" It also originally had a fourth stanza, which was a Trinitarian doxology, but we don't have that in LSB. We only have. That's really stanzas. strange.
2: We usually do entertain those services. Everyone needs to get home to eat. That's true. <laughs> so. Thanksgiving
1: hymns. We got to sing it and book it. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> this tune that we have in LSB is actually a German tune, not an English tune. Wie lieblich ist der Mayen, which means "How lovely is May," <laughs> and not a harvest tune. Hmm. At all, actually. It was written by Johann Sterlein and originally used for the springtime hymn of that name by Martin Baim, who lived 1557 to 1622, much earlier. It was originally for a secular love song, and the tune is slightly different than what we have in LSB, but it's the same tune. And it was originally matched with this text, Sing to the Lord of Harvest by Edward Clammer, who was the music department head at CPH, hmm. who asked... Healy Willen, who is one of my all-time favorite composers, to set the tune and text for choir. And Willen's Octavo Sing to the Lord of Harvest for SATB, soprano Alto Turner Bass. Choir and Organ was published in 1954. I almost said 1554. He's not quite that old. It became like really popular and was arranged for a bunch of other arrangements with different singers and instrumentalists. And the setting we have in Lutheran service book is Healy Willing's really? Lady. So have really? to go take another look at that. Yeah. I know. I did not know that before now. So again, another point for liking these hymns even more. Mm. <laughs> okay. I told you. My, I, I had a change of heart. <laughs> Warm gushings <laughs> of my heart.
2: <laughs> oh, this is a true Christmas carol happening here before <laughs> us. Keep it up. Aw. <laughs>
0: All right, next one. Lutheran Service Book 894, For the Fruits of His Creation. So this was written by Fred Pratt Pratt Green, who lived 1903 to 2000. So this is more of a recent hymn. And he wrote this hymn in 1970. He and his scholar and hashtag hymn nerd friend, John Wilson, were working on a supplement for the Methodist Hymn Book, which was published in 1933. And Wilson asked him to write a text for Francis Jackson's 1957 tune, East Acklam. And maybe he should do a Harvest theme text since there aren't a lot of them. Now, I listened to East Acklam because I was like, oh, maybe I know this tune. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever heard that tune ever. So mm-hmm. I have nothing interesting to say about it. But if you want to listen to what the original tune was, you can Google it. It's there. It's not in any of our Lutheran hymnals that I could find. And so the first text appeared in August 1970 in the Methodist Recorder, which I believe was some sort of periodical, titled Harvest Hymn. And it said it could also be sung to the tune He are. Hid inos, which is what we sing it to, which is a Swedish,
1: Norwegian, In Scandinavian, Welsh, Welsh, Welsh. And way <laughs> yeah, off. and I think that's why this hymn is so, you know, has gained some following because there are very few songs that we can sing that to, and of course, it's the same tune from the lullaby All Through the Night that is very yep. familiar.
0: Oh, if Go I would my children with uh, yeah, 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 another one that uses the same mm-hmm. tune. I actually say it's a Welsh folk song in the next sentence in my notes. So if I would have kept going, (laughs) it would have been fine. Yes.
3: That's a Welsh folk
0: song if you can't tell by the name. (laughs) Actually, you can't. It's really hard Mm. to tell. No, you can't. Mm. Apparently, I can't either. So there you go. Mm. Uh, After it was published in the Methodist Recorder, Fred Pratt Green got 125 requests from people to use this hymn all over the British Isles. So Mm. it blew up quickly. By 1982, it was in 14 hymnals, including Lutheran Book of Worship in 1978, and that was the first Lutheran use that we have. The text was changed a bit for plurals and to make it less gendered, changing his creation to all creation, which is now the definitive version and what was used in LBW, but hymnal supplement 98 changed the wording back to the original his creation and the other older parts of the text, and that's the translation, or not translation, that's the version we have in lutheran service Mm -hmm. book so we have the gendered version which i think is better anyway so this text has a very trinitarian flair even though it's not really specifically mentioned the first stanza talks about the works of god's creation and preservation and the second stanza talks about acts of charity done in love for others referencing christ's words i was hungry and you gave me something to eat etc and then the third stanza is about the spirit's work pointing people to christ And then we end it all with a very hearty thanks be to God at the end, very appropriately. So Fred Pratt Green was another super prolific Anglican hymn writer with over 300 hymns, again, published in hymnals across denominations. And royalties from these hymns founded the Pratt Green Trust, which is this charitable body for furthering hymnody in church music. And because of all of these contributions to hymn writing, Queen Elizabeth II made him a member of the Order of the British Empire
2: in 1995. Oh, that's cool. An OBE. Good for him. I know. He's in good company there. Oh, I'm just going to pop in and say, and I'm I'm shocked that you did not call it out. We talked about the tune, but you did not discuss the fact that the setting is by your beloved Rafe Vaughn-Williams. Is it? Yeah. I didn't even look at my hymnal. Yeah.
0: It's Rafe Vaughn-Williams.
2: Yeah. I love Rafe Vaughn-Williams.
0: <laughs> He's your favorite. He is my favorite. He is. It's true. Thank you for pointing that out. Okay. okay. Rightly so. We carry on. Lacking of note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we have the favorite Thanksgiving Day hymn, yes. Lutheran Service Book 895, Now Thank We All Our God. This one, not Anglican, not originally written in English, and not written at a time of plenty or good things. So mm. this one's got an interesting story. Martin Rinkert wrote this text in the middle of the Thirty Years' War, and it has quite the historical background. Martin Rinkert was born on April 24th, 1586 in Eisenberg, which is near Leipzig, to a poor coppersmith and his wife. He studied at the local Latin school and then he got a scholarship to St. Thomas School in Leipzig where he was a student and chorister in 1601. And the next year, 1602, he entered the University of, Le- University of Leipzig as a theology student graduating with a BA in 1609 and an MA in 1616. So he like flew through school. In 1610, he became a cantor of St. Nicholas Church in Eiselben and teacher of Latin and music. And in 1611, he became deacon at St. Anne's Church in the Neustadt, New City of Eiselben. And in 1612, he married his girl, Christine Morgenstern. So he had a busy period of his life right there. He began
1: writing poetry pretty early in life and was crowned a poet laureate in 16. Sarah, 15. before you go any further, in yeah. case you want, I, I don't think it's Eiselben, I think it's Eisleben. You are right. It's Isleben. Yeah. Thank you. It's okay. You don't have to fix it if you don't want to. But if you want to, I wanted to stop you before you get too far ahead. Thanks. Isleben. You're right.
0: Everyone can call out my terrible German yeah. pronunciation today. It's cool.
3: In my heart Great. is <laughs>
0: <laughs> After a couple other pastoral positions, he went to his hometown of Islandburg. Is that when Eilenburg, Eilenburg, now it's
3: Islandburg?
1: Gonna- <laughs> your German is is really good. It really is, which is why I was like, you you'll want to be, yeah, Islandburg. Yeah, you're right. Islandburg in
3: 1617
0: as archdeacon. And he served there all the way until his death in 1649. So that's a long post. This also means that he served there for the entirety of the 30 Years' War, which was 1618 to 1648. So church workers, can you imagine your entire call being during this absolutely horrendous and devastating war? That would, it's just like ridiculous. So after 1630, his walled city, so Eilenburg was a walled city, became a major place of refuge for all the people fleeing the horrors of the war. And then, if that wasn't enough, the plague arrived in 1637 because Mm. everyone was packed into this walled city. Over 8,000 people died, including Mm. most of the city council, except for like three people, many children, most of the pastors, and Rinkert's own wife, Mm. Christine. Super sad. In one year, in 1637... Rinker did over four thousand funerals, which I can't even like compute that Mm -hmm. in my head. What that would have been like? Some days he had mass funerals of fifty people at a time. So
2: was he living at the same time as like Philip Nikolai, Paul Gerhardt for sure? Maybe they're all is Nikolai during Thirty Years' War too?
0: There are a lot of people. I feel like
2: that somebody else did a similar thing where they had like an astonishing number of funerals that they had to do within one. Nikolai was earlier. Okay.
0: CFW Walther did the same thing in St. Louis with the cholera outbreak. I remember that, but that's a different time and
2: place. (laughs) Those are hard times for a pastor. Yeah. 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 And so he wrote this hymn, though. Yes, he did. Yeah. Okay. Carry on.
0: So he also, during this time, had to take on the pastoral duties for the two other parishes in Eilenburg since those two pastors had died and the superintendent had left. So he was in charge of those things and he was providing counsel to the remaining temporal like council leaders that were in charge of stuff because life was pretty rough at this point. And even the plague wasn't enough. After that ended, there was an extreme famine where people would literally be fighting in the streets over a dead cat or crow because they had no food. And that put into perspective our supply chain. T- <laughs> we were just joking about there being a lack of uh, organic candy corn, <laughs> but like nothing compared to wow. this like ridiculous amount of famine that people were going through after after a plague, after a war. It's just it's so much. Rinkert himself organized emergency assistance and he bought grain for people out of his own money and provided for these people literally out of his own house. He was often surrounded by all of these hungry people that he was helping. He gave away like as much as he could, except for what his own family needed. And God certainly provided for him because he was able to keep doing this for people. This story, like this was giving me chills while Mm. I was reading it. Mm. And then after that was going on in 1639, Swedish soldiers came and threatened the city of Eilenburg and demanded 30000 thalers. which a thaler I don't even know if I'm saying that right, is a large silver coin that was minted in the states and territories of the Holy Roman Empire during this time in order to keep the city safe. So they were basically like blackmailing, bribing, Mm -hmm. not good stuff. Rinkert went to them and he was like, guys, um, (laughs) these people literally have... Nothing, like they can't pay this fee, but these Swedish soldiers wouldn't listen. So what else could they do? But he led them in prayer and singing in front of these soldiers. And supposedly the hymn they sang was When in the Hour of Deepest Need, which we have in Lutheran Service Book 615, Totally checks out, and I will never sing that hymn again without thinking of this story Mm. and those people. Incredibly, the commander was touched by this devotion of the people and reduced the amount to two thousand dollars. And Rinker apparently contributed to that fee heavily on Mm. his own, Mm. so he like single handedly was doing all this for these people. Despite all of this, he and his ministry were supposedly still harassed by the town authorities. So that's great, but he he just kept going trusting in Christ's provisions, which is really an amazing story. And through all of this horribleness, Rickard found his joy in Christ. He was not crushed, although you could easily understand I'd if he was. I'd be crushed. He wore like 10, ten gosh, times over. Right? I know. I don't think I could have done all that. Mm-hmm. He had a signet ring with M-V-S-I-C-A inscribed on it, which looks like Musica with like an old old-timey letters, the U looks like a V or whatever, since he was a musician and a former cantor, that word wouldn't have been surprising on his ring, but it was also an acronym for Mein Vertrauen steht in Christo allein, which means my trust is in Christ alone, which is just so cool.
1: I now want a ring that looks just like that. I know. (laughs) I want one too.
0: So he would go on to write about 66 hymns published in four books between 1630 and 1645. And this is where we come to his hymn slash poem, Nun danket alle Gott. So some people originally thought it was written to celebrate the end of the 30 Years' War in 1648, but it was first published in 1636 in Rinkert's Jesu Herzbuchlein. So it obviously was written before the end of the 30 Years' War. And as we learned in the trivia episode last week, it was originally written as a mealtime prayer, It was in a manuscript dated June 24th, 1630, given to his children, Samuel, Salome, and Anna Sophia. I love that name. And it was used by his family all the way through the 19th century, but it has been since lost to history, sadly. The hymn was really not known very well until Johann Kruger put it in his hymnal Praxis Pietatis Melica in 1647. And from there, it spread to numerous other hymnals, and we have it in America for use at Thanksgiving every year. So this text is based on a passage from Ecclesiastes, quote, and now bless the God of all who in every way does great things who exalts our days from birth and deals with us according to his mercy. May he give us gladness of heart and grant that peace may be in our days in Israel as in the days of old. May he entrust us to his mercy and let him deliver us in our days. Luther's translation of this verse is nearly word for word identical to the first stanza of Rinkert's hymn slash prayer. And the rest of the Ecclesiastes passage is paraphrased in stanza two, and stanza three is a good old doxological stanza. Yeah. Our English version was translated by none other than Catherine Winkworth, yeah. of course. Yeah. And Catherine. first appeared in her Lyrica Germanica second volume, The Christian Life, which was published in 1858. The tune was likely written by Rinkert, but it also could have been written by Johann Kruger for his hymnal, it was unattributed to anyone until the 1656 version of Kruger's Praxis Pietatis Melica, and that hymnal has it by Kruger. But regardless of who wrote it, it fits wonderfully and sings like a prayer anyway. So I love that hymn a lot more now than I did mm. before I wrote all these notes.
1: I did podcast. not even know it until I I did the research for that trivia challenge that it was written as a table prayer, but I will tell you that it is our family tradition to sing the first verse as part of our Thanksgiving grace before the meal, and wow. it is really, really lovely to just have the whole. Like we Thanks. often sing the doxology as a as a table prayer, but now think we all are God is such a marvelous table prayer, worth doing. Yeah. If you if you're looking for a new tradition, I will gladly share mine with you.
0: <laughs> and thinking about the fact that that hymn was written during the Thirty Years' War, and the same thing with like Gerhardt's hymns that all of these hymns that are just so beautiful and very emotionally compelling were written at a time that was just like these people were living through horrible times. And we have all of this beautiful hymnody. It's just like a testament to the faith of these people and God's provisions. And I just, I love it. Those are the four hymns we have in LSB, but I have two more for you. One that's serious and one is just for kicks by popular demand. So Lutheran Service Book 758, We Praise You, O God, Our Redeemer, Creator. Also TLH 568, We Praise The, O God, Our Redeemer, Creator. And this was number four on the poll too, so that's partially why we have to talk about it. It's a very popular one. It is actually the hymn of the day for a day of Thanksgiving, but it's in the Praise and Adoration section of LSB. So this hymn came about because the organist of the Brick Presbyterian Church of New York City in the late 1800s-ish came to Julia B. Corey, who wrote the hymn, and told her that he has a very fine Netherlands melody called Kremser, But the text was a militaristic one celebrating the Dutch victory over the Spanish in the Battle of Turnhout in 1597. So it needed to be rewritten for a more appropriate hymn for Thanksgiving. The original text, as translated by Theodore Baker, beginning, We gather Together to Ask the Lord's Blessing, that might sound familiar, is very commonly sung everywhere in America at Thanksgiving. So we do Mm. actually still have the original text floating around America and probably American Christianity. But... Julia wrote a new hymn for Thanksgiving, and it was first sung at the Brick Church and the Church of the Covenant in New York on Thanksgiving in 1902. One month later, she added a Christmas stanza because her father asked her to. So there's a Christmas flair to this if you look for it. The text has been slightly altered from her original for insertion in Lutheran Book of Worship leading to Lutheran service book, but nothing major. And it's obviously very popular for Thanksgiving and even the appointed hymn. So... You probably will sing this one for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's all I have. Very short story for that one. And now, finally, by popular demand, it was also number six on the poll. Lutheran Service Book 789, Praise and Thanksgiving. Yes. (laughs) Rachel brought this up in trivia. So here you go. You wanted to know more. This hymn was written in June 1961 by Albert F. Bailey, who lived 1901 to 1984, and he was an English congregational minister. It was first published in the Rodborough Hymnal in the Harvest Time section, appropriately. And that was published by the Rodborough Tabernacle Congregational Church in 1964, commemorating the 225th anniversary of the founding of the church by Methodist leader, George Whitefield. That is an old church. Later, it was printed in Bailey's hymn collection, Again I Say Rejoice, in 1967. The text has been slightly altered for modern English usage, but that's that's about it. We can connect the text to Psalm 107, plus the ending of the explanation of the first article of the Creed, where we are to, quote, thank and praise, serve and obey him. So we can connect this to our Lutheran confessions and our confessions that say that obedience and service to our neighbor are the fruits of our faith. So... That's the text. The tune, which is the reason it came up in the trivia episode, is Boonasson, which is named after a village called Bunisan in the southwest peninsula of the Isle of Mull of the west coast of Scotland. This tune was first called this in 1927 edition of the Presbyterian Hymnal Church Hymnery. Although we don't know why it was labeled that. It just happened to be the tune for that. It is definitely a Scottish folk tune from an unknown composer, as are most folk (laughs) tunes, of course. Uh, First come Lachlan McAbean's, I love that name, The Songs of Hymns of the Scottish Highlands with Translations and Music, published in 1888. This melody was published for the first time in this book, along with 24 others, with no mention of where it came from. Also not that unusual for a folk tune. It's very likely that the tune was first transcribed by Alexander Fraser from the singing of a Scottish Highlander, but that's not a totally confirmed historical fact. There is one source in the 1903 Transactions of the Royal Society of Canada, an article called The Gaelic Folk Songs of Canada by Alex Fraser who was a Canadian historian and archivist but that was published after Lachlan McAbean's book so there's that and there's a I mean there's huge Gaelic Scottish tradition in Canada so not surprising now this tune is familiar to some of you and I also asked my husband about this because he is also of the generation that would know the popular folk song Morning okay. Has Broken by Cat He's Katz. not that old Sarah No but he's he's older than me enough okay, to know it right, and I right. don't. It was like if you- <laughs> I am not insinuating old age in any of this. I am only saying that I don't know it. Okay, all does. right. <laughs> I have heard this is a very specific age group of people and I am not included in that. Hmm. <laughs> and he is. <laughs> and you can find it on YouTube if you don't know it. I have never heard it. So... <laughs> That text was written in 1931 by Eleanor Farjean, or Farjon, who is an eclectic children's author in Britain. And it's actually in 88 hymnals, mostly Anglican and Reformed denominations, no LCMS hymnals. So it's really not that uncommon of a hymn slash song. I just have never heard it. There you go. Something I did learn from this is that we need more Lutheran hymn writers to write some Thanksgiving hymns. I mean, the ones we have are great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but like we need some contemporary Lutheran hymn writers to write some good some good hymns for whatever next hymnal supplement comes out because there mm. probably will be one eventually. I also do have a new respect for these Thanksgiving hymns, and I will sing them with much more gusto on Thanksgiving. You're welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a good and right and salutary thing to focus on God's gifts and blessings and all of these first article gifts. And I am big on thanking God for our
2: first article gifts. So, Amen. And I mean, we only do it once a year. And we only so. do it
0: once a year, so...
2: It's hard to burn out on them.
0: That is true. So, Might as well <laughs> jump in to these wonderful Thanksgiving hymns. So, finally, ladies, I didn't prep you for this, but hopefully you knew it was coming. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving hymn? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would say that mine are solidly in the oh which which ones are they seven seven the seven eighties hang on I got Aaron's it the one that has the hymnal in the studio I don't even I know I brought of I of brought my hymnal I was <laughs> yeah like, not there ready Wait, I have no, one. Not the not studio it. hymnal look at that eight ninety two there we are mine are definitely the eight ninety two and eight ninety five those are my two favorite. Thanksgiving hymns, the others are fine, but those are the ones that I can sing large chunks of them by memory and often, often do on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Uh, Like, you know, especially if for whatever reason, one of them was not sung in the service that I went to, because there are a few choices. So mm -hmm. if they somehow leave out one of them, then I'm like, oh, that's no good. We're going to have to sing that on the way Mm -hmm. home. Yeah, the come you thankful people come is excellent. I always enjoyed as a kid the whole first the blade and then the ear, then the, the full corn ear <laughs> <laughs> Visual. This one has a lot of good images in it, yes. so it's a very visual. Him, yes, yeah. So, what about you guys? Well, I've already
1: sort of spoiled my own answer here. I mean, we all know that I love Now Thank We All Our God belted at the top of my mm-hmm. lungs Well uh, not yeah. too not too slowly either because that stuffing is getting cold. Unless you already have cold stuffing. I did verify that, by the way. Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless you're at Sarah's house when you can do all three verses in a largamente, then you're fine because the stuffing's going to be waiting no! for you. However, slow. I do love Now Thank We All Our God. I love the imagery. Especially the second half of that first verse, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Ah, just like that is Thanksgiving for me is singing that song together with people. Even though I'm already hungry for the food, I think I like that even more. The other one, and again, I spoiled this too, is Greatest Thy Faithfulness. I love singing it at Thanksgiving because of the mention of the harvest. But I also, it's a really... Really good song for me to sing at the end of November because I don't like mm-hmm. the darkness. So mm-hmm. as we start to make that descent toward Remind the solstice, yourself. to be reminded that there is no shadow of turning with him, that he doesn't yeah. change, that his, he'll give us strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow, not dark hope, bright hope. Mm-hmm. So that if I have this song sort of like swirling through my brain as we go through those dark days in December then that is always a good thing. So, yeah, I really, really, really love Greatest Eye Faithfulness, even though it isn't technically a Thanksgiving hymn, but we can always
0: I like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I should also clarify before, sorry,
0: Brie, I mentioned that that We Praise You, O God, a Redeemer Creator was in the Praise and Adoration section
1: of the hymnal. It's not. It's in the Stewardship section. I know, I had to go go looking for it when when I was helping with worship planning. I'm like, I know there's this other Thanksgiving hymn and I can't find it. And there it is.
3: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Brie, go ahead. No, it's fine. I definitely don't know farm stuff and flail <laughs> so harvest hymns are not really the thing for me. Although I will say that whenever I sing L- LSB 895, now think we all our God, I like a dog have a pavlovian reaction and i smell turkey <laughs> in my nose area <laughs> mm-hmm. and like that like it's time like that's how we know but on a serious note i think i'm definitely more in like the praise and adoration camp and i just i know this hasn't been mentioned i don't think but i did want to give a special shout out to lsb 941 oh, excellent choice um, i don't I'm but look that up, i don't know which one you're mangerum? talking about Yup, yup. So my my husband made me hip to this hymn. He's a big fan of Gustav Holst. Yeah, and uh, I just know that when we sang it during IC Chapel, it was mm-hmm. one of my very favorite things to to do. We yes. praise thee so. and
1: acknowledge thee.
3: Yes, that's right. right. Good. I also Holst. have another hymn. It's not it's not an official hymn yet, and I know Sarah that you said we need some more. <gasps> L.C.M.S. Oh, hymn yeah. writers, modern hymns to write Thanksgiving hymns, and I hope that you will indul- indulge me for just about oh I don't know six verses. Ooh. I heard what a true hymn Lutheran hymn then for all. Yeah, it is a true L.C.M.S. hymn, and so may I perform it for you all, please.
2: Okay, moment we've been waiting for.
3: <laughs> okay, the hymn is called "Jesus Is the Best." A hymn for Thanksgiving. I love it already. Okay. Jesus is the best. It's by his blood he saved me. Now let's thank God for all the things. And please pass the gravy. (laughs) Jesus is the best. He protects me from all the haters. Now let's thank God for all things. And please pass the taters. (laughs) Jesus is the best and he makes my heart clean. Let's thank God for all the things. Now please pass the green beans. Ah, So there's this interactive like bridge. So if you want to shout out just things you're thankful for for the next couple of seconds, that's fine. So here's the bridge. Ready? Dogs, friends, cats, memes, Cheetos, food. Sunday school, dandelions, fine art, uh, I'm Target, like and more. <laughs> all right, let's bring it home. <laughs> Jesus is the best, and you know the reasons why. Let's thank God for all things. Now, please pass the pumpkin oh, pie. Punk. Yes. yes, okay. Jesus is the best. To him, our life is due. Let's thank God for all the things and take a post-feast snooze. Oh. oh. Wow. I didn't have a stuffing verse. I thought there were six verses.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I think there were six verses.
3: Oh, was it five I plus the bridge? Oh, the bridge? Because
1: the bridge might have
3: counted. There five we Five plus the bridge. Right. There it is weeks ago, I thought I was 26. Like, what do you want from me? (laughs) Like, no no numbers. You know, Brie, you just
1: set my mind to rest on a point that I was kind of anxious about because Sarah was saying we need more Thanksgiving hymns. And I was thinking to myself, yes, but there are no more people who know about the farming stuff. Like Uh, it's not like uh harvest. We don't know. uh, We don't know harvest. Harvest is something done by machines like a thousand miles away. But you so. have restored my faith in our ability to write Thanksgiving hymns that have nothing to do with combine
3: harvesters. We know food. Correct. We, we all break wishbones That's on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's true. I have hope now. Thank you. No, you're welcome. I mean, whatever. What?
0: That was awesome, Brie. Thanks. I'm gonna have that stuck best. in my That's head true. for
3: the next like three weeks. You
0: know. <laughs> <Get up. laughs> So I'm gonna also just to close this out. I'm gonna do something I don't think I ever do on these hymn podcasts. I'm gonna tell you what my favorite Mm. one is,
1: which never happens. Oh my goodness!
3: I know, and it's not
2: one all
1: over my computer right now. (laughs) Whew! Yeah. So I'm not even
0: sure anybody will sing it on Thanksgiving, but it's one of my newer favorites. Voices raised to you, we offer. It is in the praise and adoration section, so it's not technically like specifically harvest hymn, but it's a newer hymn, like. The author and the composer are both probably still alive. So, But it's a wonderful hymn about singing and tuning our hearts to sing his praise. It's beautiful. So when I do the Praise and Adoration Hymn podcast at some point, eventually... We can talk about that one,
3: but that one's mine and it's very Trinitarian. Yes. <laughs> All right. You love a good I Trinitarian hymn, don't we? We
0: do. It's true. This was super fun and I would love to know other people's favorite Thanksgiving hymns or if you like Breeze Hymn the best because obviously, join our Facebook group.
1: Let us know what you Sarah, think. Can I mention something since it's what? almost Christmas shopping season? You know I'm always yes. telling people to put the Lutheran Service Book, uh companion to the Hymnals on their Christmas list, and nobody ever does yeah. because it's $199.99. I know. CPH has a new volume out called Eternal Anthems: The Story Behind Your Favorite Hymns, which you can get for 16.99 plus shipping and handling. Yep. So I just want to mention that because that is actually within my budget and yeah, I <laughs> think other people who are hymn nerds out there might be interested to know too so that's a very good point yes eternal anthems the story behind your favorite hymns
0: yes that has snippets from the hymnal companion it's a little smaller book but yes
1: very solid choice beautiful informative affordable all beautiful words Mm, love it Mm -hmm. you You may now resume no it's
0: okay tell us what hymns you love in our facebook group the lutheran ladies lounge or follow us on instagram at lutheran ladies lounge We'll share some more content this week about Thanksgiving hymnody. I don't know. i got to try to record one of these too. We'll see if that happens. You can get Lutheran Ladies Lounge in your inbox if you like getting email from us or if you're not on social and you want to still stay connected and see all the sneak peeks we put in the emails that we don't put anywhere else. You can sign up for that using the link in the show notes for this episode, or you can send an email to lutheranladies at kfuo.org. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the KFUO Radio app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah.
3: I'm Erin. I'm thanking God for all things. Now please pass the taters. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I love it. I'm in love with it.
0: KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast are underwritten in part by Wicking Vicar. Visit them online at wickingvicar.com. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at KFUO.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org give.